All right. So. Romeo, take me somewhere we can be alone. Is this? I'll be waiting. All you have to do is run. This is Taylor You'll Swift. You'll be a prince and I'll be a princess. It's a love story. You've Baby, be, just say yes. You've been watching TikTok. <laughs> You're doing that thing where people no, read No, no, it's Taylor's... a poem. It's a poem. No, it's not. That's it's Taylor Swift. That's love story. No, I wrote you a poem. Write your poem. I'll, I'll, I'll read you one back. <laughs> but baby, we've got bad blood. <laughs> I know it said we got, we used to have mad love. But now, baby, we've got bad blood. <laughs> I can't believe you're throwing it back in my face when I'm writing your gorgeous words. Well, those were my gorgeous words. What can I say? Like, I just. <laughs> the next Shakespeare, Sonnet 305. <laughs> can I say something, though? Mr. Worldwide, Sonnet 305. All jokes aside. You have really bad jokes. Oh. Like, really bad dad jokes sometimes. Like, sometimes I listen to you and I'm like, how is he 27? Because oh, well, he sounds what age like he's got a dad. He's, he is a dad. Sorry, not so. Can be dads at 27. Well, yeah, I agree. But you're not how one. Ableist. How I'm ableist. How ableist. Oh, my gosh. Ableist. Ageist. <laughs> How ages? Because <laughs> can I say I just I just think that possibly if you if you like all me back quite a lot it ages you. But I'm not like all me back. Yes, you are. No, loads. Oh my god, loads. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. When? <laughs> I was rubbing CBD oil on your back the other day. Okay, touche, touche. <laughs> just drink my sparkling water. Oh my god, that ta- sparkling water tastes like sour. Poison. No, it doesn't. It tastes bitter. Bitter poison. It's it just beautiful. tastes like nothing, like static. Ali, me and Alice, my sister, always say it tastes like TV static. It's just gross. It's amazing. This is But I'd Never Marry a Blind Woman. A show where we answer all the questions that you are too afraid to ask about dating, marriage, and finding love with a disability. I'm Lucy Edwards Cave, presenter author of my soon-to-be-published book, Blind Not Broken, and blind wife of... Me, Ollie Edwards Cave, her sighted husband and the man usually behind the camera. Every week on this podcast, we... Your fave interabled couple... are going to debunk the stereotypes of dating with a disability, dive behind the inspiration porn headlines, and unpack your relationship dilemmas. So when people say... I'd never marry a blind woman... You can answer... Well, I would... My wife's disabled mother is moving in with us and I'm afraid it's going to ruin our 10-year marriage. (laughs) She's not your typical annoying mother-in-law. Much worse. Oh, gosh. My wife and mother-in-law have a toxic relationship. Most of it is related to my mother-in-law allowing her ex-husband to savagely beat my wife (gasps) as a child and refusing to leave the relationship, even lying for her husband when my wife was finally old enough to tell someone. It only stopped when he abandoned the family for a younger woman and eventually died. Not a happy start to this story. Despite this, my wife has saved her mother time and time again. 
mother-in-law had a brain tumor when we first got married and her husband at the time wanted to refuse treatment. We basically kidnapped her, took her to the best treatment center, paid thousands of dollars out of our own pocket to ensure she got the best treatment and let her live with us for six months. My wife quitting her job to be her caretaker, getting her to rehab before moving back home when she was well enough to be self-sufficient. She was given a second chance by my wife. Her husband never visited in that six months. How did she repay my wife? A few months later, called her on her birthday and accused her of stealing $300. Keep in mind she had lived with us for six months. We took care of everything, including thousands of dollars in medical bills. But her husband had become enraged over a check she had written to my wife when she offered to help with some bills one time. She actually threatened charges, so my wife despondently hung up. I immediately wrote a check, it wasn't about the money, and a letter about how she had hurt my wife, and they spoke rarely for the next five years. Gosh, this is complicated, isn't it? I'm just feeling quite sick, if I'm honest. It's not a happy situation at all here. One of those conversations was an intervention to ask her mother to please pay for a long-term care policy. As now that we had children, we couldn't repeat the financial commitment we had made earlier. It was about $300 per month, and we offered to pay half. Her mother is high maintenance and spends quite a bit on herself, but refused to pay anything, so we didn't do it. Fast forward six months ago, mother-in-law had a serious fall, and her terrible husband let her lie on the driveway for three hours because he didn't want to pay for an ambulance. He got his redneck kids to pick her up and take her to the ER, further injuring her. She was completely unable to walk for four months and now is barely able, has trouble, trouble dressing herself and going to the bathroom. Of course, my wife saved her again because her husband had her in a terrible facility and she was calling my wife, begging to be saved. We took her to a rehab place near us. We lived 10 hours away from her home. Her insurance paid for 90 days, but the last three months we've been paying thousands out of pocket while hoping she can qual- qualify for PACE. I don't know what that is. I, I assume it's some sort of like medical care thing. Right. We're She'd- so English. <laughs> Right. She doesn't qualify because she's still married and her husband has plenty of assets. He refuses to visit or help out with her bills. Her only option is to divorce him and sue him to sell the assets to get herself some sort of cash or at least qualify for Medicaid. I'm guessing that's the insurance. Is it what Obama brought in? Yes, I believe so. She's been kicked out of her current assisted living for refusing rehab and berating staff. She's racist. We simply can't afford to put her somewhere else until she's divorced and she's going to have to live with us. This is a depressing reality and my wife has admitted that she hates her mother, gets no joy from the relationship and feels responsible for her care. We have a two-story home with our master on the bottom, so we're having to make our kids share a room and sleep in a small guest room upstairs for the foreseeable future. This would be easier to swallow if mother-in-law was grateful or helpful in any way. She's bossy, entitled, horrible to our children, and is just a weird petty person. This isn't just my opinion. I sat in my wife's therapy sessions and heard her say all these things about mother-in-law. My wife knows how terrible she is. How much I dislike her, but don't show it to mother-in-law. But I understand how my wife has to do this. Any tips on making it work? I honestly don't want to be at home. Oh, I'd rather work late, travel more, and be out of that place. I love my wife and kids, and would miss them terribly. But mother-in-law makes me miserable, and my wife miserable. And she lashes out at me and the kids. Going to try to suck it up and deal with it, but the future isn't right. It's so hard, because that's her mom. But at the same time... It sounds like an impossible situation. I don't think this is really about the person's disability, the mother-in-law's disability. I think it's one of these situations where some situations have been related to the disability. Mm -hmm. I think this is one of those situations where 
the disability sort of slightly in the story, but it's not the cause of the issue. Yeah. It's she has this brain tumor, means that she has to have care, mm-hmm. which is causing the financial reasons for their. Yeah, I think, I guess, number one, when you go through such a life altering, earth shattering time so i mean i've never had a tumor or i've never kind of fell in that way that has caused my disability but i can only speak from myself that you don't want to accept it yourself so there will be in the back of the mother-in-law's mind the kind of the reason probably the strength that she's trying to get from there will be at the back of the mother-in-law's mind having to accept that this is happening to her and not wanting to and trying to push it away. And I guess that that from the kind of insurance side of things, her not wanting the insurance is possibly some of the reason why, because she doesn't want to accept her disability or what's happening to her. A lot of people, you know, don't accept a mobility aid. I mean, I didn't when I first lost my eyesight. I didn't want anything to do with my long white cane. I didn't go on the register for guide dogs. I just didn't want to be blind. So there is always elements of that. I guess as you get older, you know, I've seen, you know, elderly people within my life not want to accept, you know, what's happening to them. And, you know, everyone has their own grieving process of what once was i think the relationship is a separate thing it's a complicated one because i do agree with you that it's not it sounds like the this isn't necessarily to do with the disability the disability might be causing harbored resentment mm-hmm, possibly it's why she's not taking this financial help mm. i don't also, agree by the way I, I think she should have taken it I, I, I totally think But that's part should. of her acceptance as well. But she needs to be understanding that, you know, what is happening to her is also affecting everyone around her. Yeah, it sounds like she's... Probably, in denial. Yeah, in denial, but also might not have necessarily been the nicest person to begin with. No. Or... And then that's a case of... It's in the cycle of abuse. Yeah, that's the case of like what relationship did you have before the disability like would you have helped anyway but I mean I guess we can talk from our experience I remember this one really 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 low moment I had like I'm not like this mother-in-law I'm hoping you can vouch for me Uh, I can very much attest that you are not like this (laughs) mother-in-law good but I remember being quite snappy when I first lost my eyesight remember the zip zip gate yeah so (laughs) Lucy, Zipgate. for context, Lucy had this coat <laughs> and it had like a fur lining or something on the yeah. inside and it would always get stuck. Always get stuck. Every but single time. In my mind, because I had seen that coat a year earlier, I was like, it was still a sighted image in my mind. Like, I didn't want to get rid of this coat. Everyone was like, why don't you just get rid of the coat? It's an old coat anyway. It's the zips basically nearly falling off. The thread, it was like hanging. I was like, no, no, I want to wear this coat. I really want to wear this coat. And then so you got Ollie stuck helped, in the zip. Ollie helped me try and wear it. And I just, I literally had a panic attack, yeah. didn't I? It, like it got stuck at the bottom. Like you were, it was almost a little bit tantrum-esque, wasn't it? It was, yeah. But I was, I was 18 and a half, I think. And it was about a year into my blindness. And there are those moments, I guess, 
where you just think, why am I helping you? Right, all? Yeah, it, it can be a struggle, particularly when you've had someone like, you, you were sort of fine for the first year when you first went blind. And then once you completed your uh, A-levels, you just suddenly... All the emotion cracked. started like flooding Every in. emotion came in yeah. and you became like this really very snappy person. I did. So it's, it's, I guess, distinguishing within this scenario whether the mother-in-law's always been like this and not very nice to you as a human or whether it's onset and it's just a passing thing because she's trying to deal with quite a lot in her life now from what it seems from what we're just reading what does it seem locally the mother is not necessarily at least in her current state even before the disability like wasn't necessarily a nice person now that might be due to the abuse over the years but and that's why your wife is possibly well being nice to her well, it sounds like your wife, the wife in this story, is a really nice person yeah. and wants to do, but also at the same time, like this might be controversial, but it's a tiny bit of a doormat. Yes. Like, I think there are other ways. Like, there's other ways to help this mother-in-law than letting Helping, her move yeah. in with you. I agree. Like, if she causes your family this much pain, mm. she causes your children stress, she causes you stress. You haven't got enough room in your no. house. But there this are sounds ways. like... Yeah. Like, you're you're putting your family down at the sacrifice of this one person mm-hmm. and you're making everyone else around you miserable. It's... It's yeah. what... It's what people pleasers do. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, and and we're not saying like, oh, you know... It could happen to anyone. But, and, you know, we've been known, me and Ollie, to be quite people pleasing in the past. And I think you learn as you grow older that, you know, it doesn't serve you. And, you know, at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself in life, does this make you happy right now? And you can have a season, maybe a few months of, you know, doing what's right for someone else and really helping them out. And it sounds like you're doing that, but prolonged pain and stress is not good on your body. And also for the children. Yeah, it's not. Um, and also the, it doesn't sound like there's much of a silver lining in this. Yeah, there's not. But what I would say as well is your opinion is obviously not your wife's opinion. She loves her mom by the sounds of it. I'm not commenting on, you know, what's happened in the past necessarily. and But... At the end of the day, blood is thicker than water. That's what they always say, isn't it? Is that the saying, Ollie? That is the saying. And your wife sounds like, you know, such a lovely, lovely person. She's going to love her mom, obviously. And you need to work through this with her and really talk to her about your family and your family unit and how you how you both can help protect that protect that and also how you can help her mom in a different way that doesn't make you feel resentful does the mother-in-law need to come and live with you Mm. or can you find an alternative Mm -hmm. solution like it sounds like there is a a decent amount of money in this family Mm -hmm. like i know that like there, there are also financial struggles with it and it's not ideal but at the end of the day, if it's causing you stress and it's causing you this breakdown, and if you can afford it, like 
can she move into somewhere and rent somewhere that's nearby? Mm-hmm. It's a hard one. Yeah, because we don't know exactly your struggle. And this is the thing. It's technically, you know, it's just a post that we've seen. We haven't got any more, but there is always a way, even though it seems really, really hard right now. Like my mom's always said, and I've always said, there is always a way. There is always a different way that you can view things. There's not just one way to kind of go about life. I agree. And like just in this TLDR at the end, it's got horrible mother-in-law moving in for foreseeable future. I'd rather go and get my own place. Need coping tips. So it does sound like instead of getting your own place, mm. get your mother-in-law a place. And if yeah. your wife wants to go and stay with her for a few days a week, say so be it. But like, and support her to do that. Like have the kids. Exactly. You know? Like, yeah, that's what I was meaning. The wife like moves in to take care of her mother. Yeah. But like that, that means that the kids at that point are affected. Yeah. In At least they'll be missing their mum, but they won't have someone who's... Yeah, I mean, have a chat to your wife and, you know, we always say, we've, got, we've said quite a lot on this podcast already, you know, communication is key. And I think it really, really is in these scenarios. So the comments in this, um, this person saying, say no, what if your mother-in-law lives another decade or two and refuses to divorce? By taking this woman in, your wife is committing you and your children until they flee from home as soon as they can to living in a toxic environment for potentially 20 plus years. This will ruin your marriage. There's no way around it. Get an attorney who will sit down with her and explain her options. Options that don't include being saved again by her daughter. She's abused for her entire life. So that that particular comment's along a similar, like maybe slightly more extreme mm. vein of what me and what you have been talking saying, about. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, it sounds like the mom has been abused and doesn't, know how to truly like she doesn't necessarily know what true love is either or true care how to treat someone you know she probably needs to learn that but also isn't at full it's a catch-22 with these things it's often multifaceted isn't it yeah so yeah i mean that's our advice yeah it's really sad that people get into these situations with care because also i suppose that you know when you've got a mom in this scenario and you're their daughter you're thinking oh are they going to be okay with another carer you know can we afford to for her to have some care you know it's all on my shoulders your wife must be feeling so 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 overwhelmed and not wanting to let her down no matter what just yeah i think if the care situation's like anything in the uk it is not in a good state no and um, expensive yeah so your wife will be worrying about that too Lots and lots of things to think about. Did we know what he did? Okay, here we go. They actually did an update. Did they? We've actually got an update from... Oh my gosh, what happened? So, happy to report that my significant other agreed not to allow my mother-in-law to move into our home. Oh, and we wow. found her alternative housing. Oh, brilliant. So to be clear, the significant other is not the issue. Apparently, a lot of the comments in the previous post said that his wife was the issue. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no. No, she just wants to care for her mama. Is that it? No, we've got, we've got, uh, it's a full long post. Do you want me to read? I've made no secret to my wife that I'll never forgive my mother-in-law for the things that happened above. Which is fair enough. Because You know, that's your choice. Mostly that's because, your boundaries. Mostly because mother-in-law has never really apologised. But even if she did, as a parent, there's no excuses for this behaviour from her mother. 
my wife has tried to ride the line between being a good daughter and breaking away from my mother-in-law yeah. for the past six months. Fair enough. We go get mother-in-law. We bring her to our home for an hour round trip, most weekends and holidays. My wife tries to do nice things for her, like getting her nails done, hair done, taking her shopping, etc. Because we feel sorry for her. All the things above were horrible. But now she's just a broken old lady with nobody in the world to talk to or do anything. Mm. So the concept of just cutting bait seems wrong. Agreed. These people are nice people. Yeah, the they are. They, this is so sweet. Yeah. Like they're, they're, they're really putting them her her mom first, and it's really sweet. Like from what like has been described, like yeah. there's a a lot of reasons that like, and it wouldn't be. You wouldn't be a terrible person for no. just cutting them out. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. It depends. It really does depend here on your self-preservation and what you want to do. And if this is how they feel, and I think this is possibly, I don't know what I would do. It's really hard to put yourself in someone else's shoes, isn't it? Well, we've got more of an okay. update, unfortunately. However, the past six months of doing this have taken an extremely mental and physical toll Aww. on my wife. She goes to therapy often and the therapist recognises that this relationship is toxic. Yeah. Mother-in-law flips between being grateful that we are including her to being nearly verbally abusive with her <sighs> demands and ordering me and my significant other around, which infuriates my wife. Yeah. We recently got a call from mother-in-law's housing that her berating of the staff has become an issue again. Oh dear. And that for the money we are paying, she may have to have a roommate to continue housing at this facility. Wow. Mother-in-law is going to blow a gasket and forget all the other things above and how much we've sacrificed and done for her in the face of an incredibly poor decision and actions. We're taking our child to Disney World for her birthday, and mother-in-law even made a comment over Christmas that the trip sounded expensive and that the money could be used on her needs. <gasps> no. My wife Sorry. is done. Sorry. <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay, I'm angry now. <laughs> yeah. Wife is done. Wife is seriously contemplating having no contact, but I feel like I can't push her in that direction, or she may resent me. Has yeah. anyone wrote this difficult line? Any advice? it gets worse it does oh poor oh my person gosh. poor poor person I wouldn't yeah I wouldn't necessarily say anything to your wife I think she needs to come to her own conclusion about her mom. but yeah but, it's just so hard I'm like shuffling in my chair like I don't know I just I think she needs to come to her own conclusion and I think it will Inevitably, I think the wife will move away from her mom. Yeah. For self-preservation, I think that needs to happen. By the sounds, for everyone's sanity. The mother-in-law doesn't respect the wife at all. No. There's no respect there, and if like she has this solicitors, like this money from her husband from a divorce or something like that, she can handle herself. Yeah. And, and just, at the just end get of, out of there. Like. And at the end of the day, like, I would always say if it was me and you, I'd always want your opinion. Mm. So maybe you do chat to her calmly, well, but yeah. I don't, I wouldn't hammer the point home because at the end of the day, it's her, yeah, her I'd, choice. I'd let her come to you. Yeah. Would you? Yeah. Like, it's See, this these... is the thing. I don't know whether I'd be in the headspace of too stressed where I'd want you to probably just say, Lou, do you want me to comment on this? And I could say yes or no if you put it in my court. Yeah, I think there's there's a delicate balance because, like, again, he doesn't... like the, This relationship, evidently, this his wife has got a toxic relationship with the mother-in-law where she can't seem to quite let her go. Yeah. Despite all this crap that 
She's mother in laws put her through. Mm. But if she does, I think you could possibly just say, look, look, wife, you know, do you want my opinion? And if she says yes, then just give it to her in like maybe a few sentences. Don't overwhelm her. But if she says no, do respect that. Yeah. And I think that's the middle ground between steamrollering over it all or just like not saying anything at all. I would just at least try that possibly if you've got good communication. Yeah. But let's get on to the comment section of the pod. Yeah, let's let's bring some positivity yeah. into this. <laughs> May, know, or maybe not, I don't know. You know these <laughs> we'll positive the YouTube com- comments. <laughs> oh, Mona Lisa. See me around this town. Oliver, why am I singing that song? So, it's because on our video, I'm blind and I got to feel the Mona Lisa. We've got some lovely comments. Oh, I'm ready. Can you read them out as if you like reading them in your head? (laughs) Why is a blind person allowed closer? That makes no sense, crying will have to face. Oh dear. Why even go to a museum though? Seems like a stupid idea for a blind person. I think that you're a stupid idea. I was thinking (laughs) you were going to say for a sighted person. (laughs) What I would say is, on the face of it, you may think that something is a really bad idea. And to the point where that you comment on a stranger's video on the internet, and that's okay. But what I would say is that there's all sorts of reasons why people go to the front. They could be overwhelmed and have, you know, an anxiety disorder. They could be using a long white cane and not understand whether a person is touching them or what is touching them. It's very overwhelming being in a crowd when you can't see anybody and you don't know who's coming in front of you at what time when. It's very disconcerting. So actually going to the front and being away from this massive barrage of people is it's quite nice, you know. It's 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 quite calming because it's harder to be in these situations as a physically disabled person. Now, I can't go and look at the Mona Lisa, no. And being closer on the face of it, if you just had a narrow mind, <laughs> sorry, I nearly slaughtered. <laughs> if you just had a narrow mind, then you would think, oh, why is a blind person going there? Because, well, there's people who are registered blind that possibly could see the Mona Lisa that close up. I'm a total, so I can't. There's quite a few different... Blindness is a spectrum. Mm -hmm. And some people have tunnel vision, for example, where they can't see the periphery of their vision, but they can still see okay enough if they're close enough to see a Mona Lisa. So there's several different things going on here. And I think what we need to do is approach this with humility and think oh that's really lovely for her she's disabled she's getting out the melee she's outside the crowd she's got her tactile diagram amazing Mm. Stella carry on why would you go to a museum Lucy (laughs) because Oliver a museum is not just about viewing things it's about the history and my husband here is very very history focused I am and, and he loves to tell me. So you're telling me that the Mona Lisa has more to it than just being a picture? No way. I mean, 
I just thought when you like looked at something, like you just look at it. It's got no history. No, we don't really care about that. There's a lot of different experiences other than visual experiences, and believe it or not. Yes, and the Louvre up until it's not that accessible. Answer. To be fair, though, yeah, that, that's not a good one. But <laughs> however. The British Museum. Yes, is amazing. So the reason that I would go to a museum, if it had tactile exhibits, audio described pieces of art and tactile exhibits, I think I've already said that. Oh my gosh, you yeah. can tell I'm well, going crazy. It's not, it's not always tactile exhibits. Like, for example, at the British Museum and at Westminster Abbey, they do allow you to actually go and touch certain select items yes. that the general public sighted public yeah. Yeah, couldn't see. Which is amazing. I think we should do that actually really soon. Yeah, we'll look out for a short. Can't I wear the armour as well? Yes, at the Tower of London. I think Miss Molls is coming up the stairs. Can you hear them? I think she's sitting watching outside. <laughs> Miss Molly, we're just upstairs in our studio and she sits perched just on the stairs, like looking out the window. It's so cute. But I can always hear their bells. I think the girls want feeding actually. More than likely. <laughs> Ultimately, they're are ways for blind people to have fun yeah, at museums. And also, not every museum is to do with history or art. There are science museums, which actually have quite a lot of interactive exhibits, like there the are. one in London that has the earthquake room. Oh, yeah. I love that. And at the end of the day, in an ideal world, every museum would be accessible and I'd have way more tactile diagrams at the Louvre. The Louvre would not make me pay £5 for an audio guide. The Louvre, even though I got in there for free. And... I would have ideally more than five diagrams. That would be preferable. Yeah, the five diagrams, that was a little <laughs> bit of a low point. Yeah, it like, was. Thanks, but no thanks. And however, I was with my husband. So it was really lovely because we went, we got to go to the cafe and we met this American couple and we asked them their life story and it was really lovely. But, you know, me and Ollie are good at making our own fun when there's no accessible alternative because we live in a world that isn't made for someone like me, which is rubbish. That's what the social model of disability says, that the world around me is the thing that needs to be fixed and we're constantly finding obstacles in our way that are showing us that this is very true. Exactly. And also, we went together. Mm -hmm. So I described things to you. Yes. And also we found the gift shop. That was we fantastic. Did. The gift shop was amazing. It had like a sign on it that says, please don't touch. But Ollie was like, just, just don't, just ignore that. Yeah, just, uh, just, just, you know, here you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> je ne sais pas. <laughs> we je, can't, we je, 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 ne, je ne comprends pas. <laughs> we did not understand French. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I think life is what you make it and if we sat there getting all sad that basically the whole of the Louvre wasn't accessible then we wouldn't have had a nice day when actually we did have a really nice day didn't we we did we were really hot and it was like that's usual yeah (laughs) wink (laughs) wink thanks babe love you but yeah I think these comments are so stupid and I just laugh at them every time I see them because I'm just like okay narrow-minded soul Please, could you get out my comment section? I dislike the ableism today. Hello, dog. Is this Olgy Bolgy? It is. I can smell her. Okie dokes. Well, we're, we're going to go and feed the dogs. We're going to feed the dogs. We really hope you enjoyed this episode, episode three. It it's was going quite an so quickly. One. Yeah, it was really intense actually today. I feel like we need to shake it off and do yeah. like a really positive one next we week. We need to find something funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. 
Don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe wherever you're watching. You can watch us on YouTube and see our gorgeous faces if your eyes work. Mine don't, so I can't see. My audio description is I've got a grey jumper on. Oliver Cave? I've Edward's got Cave? a like, tan jacket that is very... Very nice. Very there we go. I'm, I am a white lady with long ginger hair. My pronouns are she, her. And I am a white man with brown, mousy brown hair. And I have got on fleek eyebrows because that always needs to be described. <laughs> or you might be listening to this podcast on a different platform, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. We will be there listening in your ear lobes. Listening the in lobes. your ear lobes. <laughs> you will be listening to us in your lobes. Uh-huh. Sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? Does, oh, so you hear your eardrum, it's not your earlobes. <laughs> we'll a... be in the earlobe. Okay. Okay, then. <laughs> well, well, then. Don't forget to like, comment, share, subscribe. And if you have any dilemmas, <laughs> yes, email them that was the one. to help. Help! Yes, help. H-E-L-P. At com. L-U-C-Y-E-D-W-A-R-D-S dot com. Or leave it on the comments on YouTube. Yep. See you then. See you next week. Slash, we might post two a week. Bye. Bye.